0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the ShowMeFootball.com podcast, and today we are going to be reviewing Chiefs and Saints. So, as everybody knows by now, um, the Chiefs defeated the New Orleans Saints by a final score of 32-29, to and that moves the Chiefs to 13-1, and and... Uh, You know, typically I would say something like that was closer than it needed to be. And you know what? It was. It was closer than it needed to be. But this was a team that I can understand having a close game against. I mean, the Saints are no slouch. So, um, you know, this is a game I can accept that. Um, But I think the big story that we'll start with from today's game was the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire injury. And me and you, Connor, both uh, have uh, our thoughts on it. Uh, typically, I ask you if you're, for your initial thoughts on things, but I'm just going to start off with the Clyde edwards injury. But it looked pretty ugly on the TV. It was one of those injuries you look at and you're, you kind of cringe and you're like, oh, that looked good. But it wasn't like – it wasn't like – he broke a bone really badly and you could see the deformation of the body or anything like that. I, whenever I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's got to be a torn groin or something. And sure enough, the x-rays came back negative, no broken bones or anything, which is good. We didn't want to like to our Bo Jackson type hip injury. So looks like that's um, out of the realm of possibility, which is a good thing to me. I feel like this has got to be some severe kind of muscle damage or something, which is honestly best case scenario, but I will say, while the Clyde injury sucks, um, this is why they signed Le'Veon Bell, and this is why me and you were clamoring so hard for them to sign Le'Veon Bell, because it looks like he's going to be the lead guy now, and I I'm completely fine with that. Uh, you know, if there was one place or one position I would choose to have an injury right now, uh, if I had to, if I had to, it would probably be running back, because running back is just a generally replaceable position, you know, so. And while it does suck, I am extremely confident in Le'Veon Bell, and he's showed a he's showed me uh, a lot that he can make something out of nothing on most of his touches, um, more so than Clyde even. I don't think that's very arguable. Not that Clyde's been bad or anything. I just have been really impressed with Le'Veon. So those are just kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, yours, Connor?
1: Well, I think it proved us right. You know, uh, we were – some of the advocates out there wanting Le'Veon, while others thought, Oh, we don't need him. We have Clyde. Well, guess what? We don't have Clyde anymore. Yeah, you see a lot of people on Twitter uh, saying things like, We love you, 25. Get well soon. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm crying. I can't believe that happened to Clyde. As if, like, he got, like, John F. Kennedy-style assassinated on field or something. Like, nah, my man's just <laughs> in the splits. You know, like, it's not going to end his career. I don't even think it's going to be a lingering injury. Like, my my dude's balls are just going to hurt for a bit. Like, it'll be fine. It's not a huge deal. And, uh, I mean, this isn't exactly what we meant when we said get Le'Veon more touches. But, hey, Le'Veon's going to get more touches now. And, I mean, glass half full, Le'Veon gets more touches. Uh, I mean – I'm not – I could not be less concerned about this. you know, if, like, Clyde had, like, his foot going backwards or he had, like, an Alex Smith-type injury or something or just blatantly looked like a torn Achilles or something like that, I might be a little nervous because that's a really bad injury for your first-round running back to have, right? But I'm I'm not concerned. I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. be fine. I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't come back um, at some point. Uh, before the playoffs, I'll be at a smaller role. But yeah, he'll be fine. I could not be less concerned uh, because we have another good running back. This is why you sign good running backs and just good players when they become available. You can't predict any of this. So it's good that we got Le'Veon when we had the opportunity.
0: Yeah, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. He looked very good, and he also added um, a reception for 14 yards. I really wish they would use him in the passing game more. I really wish they would just use their running backs in the passing game or in general. They don't even really use Clyde in the passing game that much, When that was like his big thing coming out of college was he was a great pass catcher. But uh, Clyde as well had a good game. Excuse me, uh, 14 carries for 79 yards, 5.6-yard per carry average. And there were definitely times when the running backs were looked very spry. And I was like, you know, they're getting a lot more tough yards against a really good Saints defense. And I think the reason why is Stevin Wisniewski was actually creating holes that we didn't have before. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, the line. Yeah, go ahead. We can spend hours talking about how frustrating this line is.
0: Uh, yeah, I, was just looking at on I guess
1: right I now. kind of... Uh, on the <laughs> post.
0: Yeah, Stefan Wisniewski looked great, though, I thought. But unfortunately, they had Andrew Wiley out at right tackle uh, to help replace Mike Remmers. And as you can imagine... Did not go very well. Mahomes was sacked, I think, like four times, some something like that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Where and was, Fisher, was no, I think he just didn't play. I don't think they trusted okay, so him to why start. Why was
1: Wiley a crappy guard playing right tackle? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I like guess the, they just didn't trust. Why would they for whatever the reason? Guard I don't know. I really don't know. But if they were going to put him at tackle, they should have put him at tackle for Eric Fisher because, God, was he awful tonight. I'm just going to give you your I, – I know how you feel about Fisher. Just go ahead, have your Fisher rant. We knew it was coming. Go ahead.
1: Oh. What up for a while. Okay. Eric Fisher, number one overall draft pick in the 2013 NFL draft. Awful pick. DeAndre Hopkins is on the board. We could have DeAndre Hopkins on this offense, but instead we have a bum left who people vote for uh, to the Pro Bowl for some reason. He single-handedly blew that Steelers playoff game with a stupid holding that would have, uh, if he didn't do that, we probably would have won the game. We had all the momentum on our side. So I, from that moment, I hated him. I wasn't a fan of his before then, but after uh, after he blew that Steelers playoff game. I hated him. And I've despised him every day since. And uh, like you said, you've said it a lot. There was uh, – I don't know what public- – called Eric Fisher, quote, a damn good left tackle. Yeah, no, he's not. Me. Yeah, that was Peter Schreger. Uh, he
0: said it – yeah, no, before you continue, Peter Schreger said that before the Super Bowl because they were talking about, you know, uh, how much of a threat is Nick Bosa to um, – you know, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And Peter Schreger said, I don't think that much because the Chiefs have a damn good left tackle in Eric Fisher. But continue.
1: And Nick Bosa smoked him like a blunt. He He barely got his hands on him. Eric Fisher had a horrible Super Bowl. But, you know, last season, everyone was talking about how amazing Fisher was because we went undefeated when we had him. And you know why that is? Because when we didn't have Fisher, our left tackle was Cam Irving. Cam Irving is quite possibly the worst (laughs) lineman in the history of football. He hurt Mahomes more than he blocked for him. He literally stepped on his ankle. He he was basically another pass rusher. He didn't block at all. So, of course, Fisher looked better. I probably would've looked better because I wouldn't have stepped on Mahomes. I would've just gotten out of the way. And that still would've been better than whatever Irving was doing. And I've said on this show before, I think that Fisher is so bad, it makes Mahomes look better because he has to roll to his right every time. There's a reason that we see Mahomes in all of his highlights rolling to the right. Fisher is terrible. And was kind of that. this is the first time in a long time i've ever seen chiefs twitter kind of like acknowledge that fisher is terrible because trey hendrickson destroyed him i guess uh like you know unless he's blocking jj watt fisher is a pathetic excuse for tackle, and i i don't understand why give him so much undeserving credit and it like obviously i got pissed off when trey hendrickson was destroying him because, you know, I want to win, but it, it's the expectation with Eric Fisher. You expect the left side of the line to completely collapse. And so I wasn't shocked at all. And it's just so nice to see people, uh, like, I don't want to get rid of Mitchell Schwartz, but it looks like that might happen. But it's so nice to see people acknowledge, like, hey, we have a lot of money sinking in this guy and money's tight. He's not living up to it. It's time to send him on his merry way. Please do it. I don't think Fisher deserves a Super Bowl ring. I think he's, I hate him so much, dude. And I'm, I, for a while, I had a timer on computer to when Eric Fisher's contract expired. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed seeing people complain about him on Twitter and wanting.
0: Wow. <laughs> that was one of your best rants you've ever had on the show. Uh moving on though. Um, so uh continuing with the theme of the offense, um, Travis Kelsey had a quiet eight receptions for sixty eight yards and a touchdown. And I think that'll, you know, help in nabbing him the uh tight end receiving yards record. Uh Sammy Watkins also came up big several times with four receptions for sixty yards. Tyree Hill, six for fifty three and a touchdown. And then We got the two boneheads, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman. You want to talk about the worst mix of wide receivers and special teamers in the league. They got to be out there after this game, man. So, first of all, McCole, I'm getting damn tired of him as a receiver because I am just not seeing any growth. I am not seeing any steps forward. You see guys like A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf becoming bona fide number ones for their team. Nicole Hardman isn't. He doesn't look like one. He's inconsistent catching, and you know what? First of all, even before I get into that, Patrick Mahomes—he was 254 yards and uh, three touchdowns, but he was only 26 of 47, and a lot of that had to do with his receivers dropping all sorts of passes. And uh, you know, credit to Mahomes because he had to put up with a really crappy O line and still saved our ass again. Uh, that's kind of what these games are coming down to at this point is. We look really good, then we let the team back in the door, then Mahomes has to save our ass. That's what all these games are. That's all they ever will be as long as the offensive line is this bad. But anyways, continuing with the Marcus Robinson and McColl Harmon. McCole, special teams. The dude doesn't know when to take a fair catch. He can't return for anything. Even even before that return touchdown, I even had a couple of people on, on Twitter telling me, you know, that return touchdown he had, you know, that was good. Like what do you mean? He's a good kick. He okay, that was like his only red return of the year. Before that he was averaging like fifteen yards of return. And then Demarcus Robinson, for whatever reason, they put him back on a kick return or punt return before the end of the first half. And my guy should've let the ball bounce. Decides to pick it up anyways after, I guess, deciding to let it bounce. Tries to return it, does this stupid little ball security thing where he just has, he's carrying the football like a bag of cash and waving it in front of players and fumbles it. The ball goes all the way to the back of the end zone, gets knocked out for a safety, but was nearly a touchdown. But Onzalone, the Saints linebacker, couldn't hold on, right? Uh, Demarcus Robinson, every so often he has one of those plays where it's like, Why are you on the team? Why do you get so many touches? I am done with Robinson after that game. I had hopes that maybe eventually he would round into something of a really solid wide receiver that we could go to uh, consistently, but man, it's he's making it really hard to like him, especially after that Raiders game, too, with all those dumb decisions. And, McCole, you know. He did have that one nice catch in the back of the end zone. By the way, that throw by Mahomes was fantastic. Uh, that, and that was better than that Russell Wilson one from last season, I believe it was to me, because completing passes low is easier than completing passes high. Uh, he put that right in the only spot that McColl could catch it. I love that. But besides that, McColl, get your hands right. Come on. And then Demarcus Robinson, he needs to be cut tomorrow. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I don't think I'm as hard, as, uh, as hard on D-Rob as a lot of people. Like, I'm willing to have a certain level of patience with I wasn't before as a receiver. But, yeah, D-Rob should never return kicks ever again. And for that matter, neither should McColl. Uh, Byron Pringle is not a good receiver, but he is a great special teamer. Uh, you know my feelings on Byron Pringle. I don't like Byron Pringle. But I think Byron Pringle is really good at special teams, so why is he not a special teams returner? He had that kick return against – it was either Buffalo or Denver. It escapes me. Well, Uh, which one was it?
0: Yeah, he just got off IR, though, which is – yeah, it was against Denver where he had the big 100-yard return. But he was on IR, actually, with a leg injury – or ankle injury – uh, I think he was activated this week, but I think he's still working his way back up. So, hopefully, then we'll see him back at kick returner. Oh,
1: uh, but you were talking about uh, McColl and uh, D-Rob being boneheads on the offense. Uh, first off, why does D-Rob hold the ball like that? He holds it like markers, and I used to always get pissed off at Marcus for doing that because it's so dumb. You're just asking for someone to come mm-hmm. swat it out of your hand. But uh, I think uh, Tajay Sharp, I don't know if we've officially signed him. I don't have yet, but uh, all sources say he's coming. Uh, Once Tajay Sharp is ready, which is probably going to be like week 17, uh, is when we're going to see the first of Tajay. uh, I think he's going to take all of D-Rob's snaps in the playoffs just because, uh, you know, uh, D-Rob's kind of – on thin ice. And I'm optimistic about Tajay being good. And I assume that uh, to bring a player in this close to the playoffs, uh, management is interested in giving Tajay significant touches. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Tajay Sharp. And I'm going to circle all the way back to you talking about Sammy Watkins having a solid performance. And just point Mm -hmm. out something that I've been noticing on Chiefs Twitter a lot. A lot of people are comparing Frank Clark and Sammy Watkins, and it infuriates me to know it. Okay. So their logic is they do nothing during the regular season, and then they ball out in the playoffs. Here's the thing with Sammy. Right. Sammy will be fantastic week one. There is no, no better receiver in NFL history than week one Sammy Watkins. You know, I don't know why he's so good in week one, but he is. So Sammy's going to perform, and then he's going to pair in the next couple weeks. Then he's going to get hurt, miss a significant portion of the season. Then he'll be back and be a solid receiver, which is the stage we're on right now. Then once you get to the playoffs, he turns it on, and he's a monster, right? So if he does that, I'm not going to complain too much because – I'm not the type of guy to really hold injuries against a player. Uh, Like sometimes I'll feel like players are being babies and they need to get out, uh, get out on the field, but I'm not going to really hold injuries against them. So I don't really hold that against Sammy and he is a complete baller in the playoffs, but to compare him to Frank Clark Mm -hmm. is such an insult to Sammy Watkins Because, first of all, the reason we hate Frank Clark is because he is a waste of assets. We didn't give up a first round draft pick, and we're not paying Sammy as much as we're paying Frank Clark. And And a second. Frank, uh, yeah. And Frank isn't hurt. Uh, Well, he might be quote unquote hurt. We don't find out until after the games. But he just goes out and he sucks. And he just plays terrible. He doesn't do anything in the regular season. He gets a couple of cleanup sacks uh, or coverage sacks or just he gets lucky a couple times during the season, but he's not a game wrecker like you want your $20 million pass rusher to be. And then to say that he balls out in the playoffs is laughable because we've gone over this a million times. Uh, His sacks in the playoffs were pretty much cleanup, coverage, or garbage time. All of them can be put in one of those three categories. So yeah, it's not exactly balling out. I mean, not now, even Sammy Watkins is a beat.
0: Not even just that, but if you want to call Frank Clark's postseason good from last year, fine. But that was one year. Sammy Watkins also had a 100 yard game against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and was also pretty solid in the uh, round before that. So comparing Clark And Watkins is kind of dumb because people have this misconception that Clark is a baller in the playoffs. It was one year. Like, Sammy's been doing this. Frank Clark, we saw him one year have a quote-unquote good postseason. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, the offense, though, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about them. Just the offensive line kind of get healthy. I, you got to hope Mitchell Schwartz is back soon because I don't know what the hell is going on there. All of our offensive linemen seem to have these dumb back injuries now. I don't know. Are back injuries contagious? I have no idea. Uh, but that's really what it comes down to. Um, I think the offense will be fine heading into the postseason and the stretch run. Um, right now, all I'm focused on is getting Kelsey, the tight end receiving yards record so he can win offensive player of the year. Uh, but I I think the offense is fine, but moving on to the defense. <laughs> so the defense, uh, the defense, man. So, they only held the Saints to 285 yards of total offense. I thought Breeze looked very limited, and the run defense was actually very good. Uh, Alvin Kamara was held completely in check, and uh, Alvin Kamara was averaging like 109 scrimmage yards a game coming into this. Uh, yeah, well, he wasn't doing much, so credit to the defense there. But, oh, yeah, in another note, they also held Drew Breeze to 0 for 6 for the first time in NFL history. Uh, so that's impressive, I guess. I don't know. I just heard that on the broadcast. and wanted to throw that, throw that in there, my bad. But, man, this defense will put together a couple good drives so the offense can just take a marginal lead. And then they go right back to 2018 Chiefs defense again. Ben Neiman is in coverage again, uh, letting the Saints march down the field to uh, make it a one-score game. Uh Whenever it was like 20-something to 15, I was ready to say – I was I was thinking of stuff I was going to say on the podcast. Like, man, defense had a great day. And then, of course, the defense is going to defense. Now, I will say the defense was put in a bad spot after that one Mahomes fumble. But that was from the offensive line, you know. But that was pretty much it. Like, besides that, though, like, the defense I felt like could have done a better job. But, I mean, overall, I feel, I feel like they did pretty good because – they still held the Saints to uh, 1 of 11 on third down. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. I just thought at all of the wrong times, they looked kind of bad, especially that uh, one point in the game where Tyron got completely burned by, who, was it Traequan Smith? I think that's who it was. Just And that, and that just kind of kept the Saints in the game. It was, it was a classic Chiefs, uh, should have been a blowout, but wasn't game. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on the defensive performance from today?
1: Well, usually, you know you know me, I'm going to say, wow, this game was way closer than it should have been. Wow, we gave up too many points. But I say that when we play teams that I think are bad or are inferior to us, I think that the Saints can very easily win the Super Bowl this year. And uh, I'm going to be the first to say it. Drew Brees did not look healthy. Uh, you can tell there was some rust there that he was trying to knock off with uh, the first two quarters. But in the second half, he really turned it on and looked accurate. So I don't know if us necessarily holding him was really uh, the defense doing a good job or just Breeze trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, but, hey, a stop's a stop. Uh, Legereus Sneed, though. Legereus needs a beast. He had an interception and a sack, something that Frank Clark and Chris Jones can't say they've done uh, or they did this week, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just really impressed with Legereus Sneed. I think he is a legit stud at corner, and the rest of the corners was just kind of business as usual. DeAndre Baker was active today, but he didn't. Uh, well, he might have played, but I didn't, so I really can't say anything about him. But the defensive line, I was really disappointed in. Uh, you know, we were talking about, hey, defensive lines back. Uh, but, or last week with Chris Jones getting a sack, Mike uh, Dana getting a sack, and even Frank Clark got one. But, you know, that was just the Miami Dolphins offensive line being young and, well, bad. So, yeah. Don't get used to that performance, folks, because this performance shows that that was a fluke.
0: Yeah, we could go on and on about the defensive line. Uh, Just no pass rush. There were multiple times where they would send five, six guys and still couldn't hit home, not even close. And it's getting damn frustrating. Frank Clark is looking like the worst contract in the league next to Carson Wentz, dude. Like, it's getting bad, and I think fans are finally starting to, yeah, fans are start finally starting to wake up. I don't even fault Chris Jones, though, because like there were several times during the game where I saw Chris Jones getting double-teamed. Like, he actually has that excuse now, and the reason why is because Frank Clark is not a threat on the edge. We don't have another serious threat on the other side of the line, either at defensive end. So teams can just put all their attention on uh, Chris Jones and double-team him to the point he's out of the play, because... Frank Clark can't even beat single coverage. That's why. And that's what pisses me off is Frank. All of our problems are coming down to Frank Clark and people don't realize that. But uh, to go back to the Sneed, need uh, tweet from Kent Swanson from Arrowhead pride. I found this super impressive. So luxurious need has played only nine games because remember he was out for a stretch with that collarbone injury and is tied for the league uh, league lead in interceptions by a rookie with three So yeah, he's by far the best rookie cornerback in the league. And really statistically one of the best cornerbacks in the league this season. Uh, He has a smaller sample size, but I think, you know, we've seen enough from him to be like, yeah, I, you know, you can trust him. Uh, Another thing I wanted to point out though, was uh, that I forgot about was, uh, thank God Cam Jordan acted like a complete child and punched Andrew, Andrew Wiley. Uh, I, I I have a lot to say about Andrew Wiley, but you know that it, I find it hilarious that Andrew freaking Wiley of all people was able to frustrate Cameron Jordan enough to the point where Cam Jordan felt the need to punch him with a helmet on and get ejected and give us a free fifteen yards.
1: Why would you ever punch someone who's wearing a helmet? I've just always wondered that. Like, I never understood that. You must be really frustrated to hit someone with a helmet. Like, that would hurt your hand. Yeah, like punching straight into the
0: face mask.
1: That's just...
0: Yeah, it's just stupid. I don't know why he did that.
1: I thought the Saints
0: in particular, though, played a little rough, though. I thought they played kind of dirty. That's just me, though.
1: I mean, I saw so many people whining about the face mask on Le'Veon. And yeah, there were a couple like iffy things that the Saints did, but you know, nobody got seriously hurt apart from Clyde, which wasn't dirty. Um, We should have everyone back. So I'm not going to complain at the end of the day. This is football. It's a man's sport. You know, things are going to get rough. People are going to take cheap shots. So we escaped with our health and we got the win. So I'm not going to really get too hung up on whether the Saints were dirty or not.
0: Yeah. And another thing I have to add to the defense too is, um, again, the pass rush, you know, every week it seems like there's some big offensive lineman on the other team that's going to be out of the game. And this week it, the, Saints, the Saints were missing one of their starting tackles and then Andres Pete went out in the middle of the game, right? So in theory, you would think the D-line would feast on that, right? Well, they didn't. And it's just – it's really pissing me off. Like, how are we not
1: getting any pressure at all? Speaking of defensive line, um, I have a new proposal for the show, a new segment, all right? And I want I'm saying it now because I want to hear what – Uh, the viewers think. Tag us uh, at our Twitter account. What do you think of the idea for the new segment? But what if we have a segment where we give away a prize? I don't know what the prize would be. We'll figure it out later, but we give away a prize Mm -hmm. to whoever can correctly guess that line of the $200 million men on the defensive line. This week, the winning answer would have been one assisted tackle. How do you think about, or how do you feel about that idea?
0: So uh, you cut out a tiny bit. So if I heard this right, we're going to have, we're going to give away a prize to whoever can correctly guess Frank Clark's stat line. Is that what you're saying?
1: Frank Clark and Chris Jones.
0: Okay, Frank Clark and Chris Jones. If we can predict their stat line, all right. Yeah. So. Uh, not in, not counting pressures, just sacks, tackles. You know the typical box score stuff. If someone on that listens to this show can correctly guess that, we'll send out a tweet uh, on Show Me Football. Um, that's at Show FB on Twitter. Okay, we will send out a tweet um, before the game sometime this week, and we will ask you guys to predict their stat line. Okay. And if you can correctly do it, we will give something away. I will, uh, by the time I tweet it out, I will tell you what the prize is. It, <laughs> I almost said, you know, let's just make it a Frank Clark jersey or something. But you know what? Who wants one of those? No. I'll come up with something. Uh, maybe like a Riddell mini helmet, something like that. Uh, I know people love the mini helmets, something like that. I'll tweet out the prize. Um, but – yeah, just look for that tweet sometime this week. That's a good idea. I'll definitely do that, and uh, I might even try to use my personal account to try and guess so I can win myself a prize.
1: I would have won it this week because this is the same stat line they had two weeks ago. One assisted tackle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's when pathetic. you're when both of your star linemen combine for <laughs> combined for one assisted tackle. I mean, what are we really doing? just pathetic Uh, anything else you wanted to add for this episode though uh
1: no next week we play the atlanta falcons uh i expected to lose these past two weeks i wasn't expecting to lose both of them but i was expecting to drop one of them uh but i'm expecting to win this week pretty easily so that means we're probably going to lose because i am confident uh and that's just how the kansas city chiefs work folks so, I mean, we should have a pretty... What I will say... Good.
0: Yeah, keep going. You oh, can finish. Well,
1: I was just going to say...
0: Okay, no, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, go okay. ahead, for sure. So,
1: um, what I was just going to say is that uh, they're probably going to uh, uh, lose when I expect them to win. But we, if everything goes according to plan, we should have a pretty chill show next week. And we can give away, um, I don't know if it's going to be a tangible prize. Maybe it's just a a guest role on the podcast or something. I don't know. We'll figure out something if you can correctly predict Chris Jones at Frank Clark's stat line.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, What I will say about the Falcons game, though, is the Falcons have uh, struck me as a team that puts up a fight early and then just blows the lead every single game. This is the perfect chiefs opponent. Falcons are going to start out fast. Fans are going to freak out. And then the chiefs are going to turn it on, except this time there will be no letting them back in. We're just going to run away with it. That's my prediction. So unless you have anything else, I was going to end it there.
1: Uh, Last thing I want to say is I am excited to see Legarius Sneed versus Julio Jones. It's going to be a big test for the young corner and I'm excited to see what he does. That's it.
0: Well, there you go, folks. So uh, Thanks for listening this week, and we'll catch you next time. So make sure to look out for our Twitter, Show Me Football at ShowMeFB on Twitter. That's all for today. Uh, make sure you check out www.ShowMeFootball.com for more, but that's it for today, guys. Peace.